2: From KQED. All right, let's go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Yeah, shimmy, shimmy,
4: cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Pop. We, we, chocolate crossover. Yeah, we, chocolate crossover. See me, cocoa, like cocoa, Cocoa Cocoa and I might go Pop. pop. Now it's about time that I clear this. So pardon me, miss, but I'd like for you to hear this. If you kiss me,
1: then I'll kiss you back. That's a bit of Kiss You Back by Bay Area hip-hop group Digital Underground, whose co-founder Gregory Jacobs, better known as Shock G, passed away on April 22nd and was laid to rest in Tampa, Florida over the weekend. The late 80s and early 90s was a special time for Bay Area hip-hop and Shakchi was a key figure in shaping its sound, its vibe. He's responsible for hit songs like The Humpty Dance, Kiss You Back, like we just heard, and Same Song. He discovered and mentored new talent, the most famous being Tupac Shakur, and produced Tupac's breakthrough single, I Get Around, along with his hit So Many Tears, among others. Shakchi also produced and collaborated with Prince, Dr. Dre, and Oakland duo The Loonies, to name a few. Joining me now to talk about Shakji's contributions to music, to hip hop, and to the Bay Area is Eric Arnold, freelance writer and Bay Area hip hop historian. Eric Arnold, welcome to Forum. Hey, good to be here. And Maria Judice, filmmaker and founder of Indigo Impact. Welcome to Forum, Maria Judice.
2: Hello, good morning, everyone.
1: So, Eric, I'd like to start with you. What's your earliest memory of Shakji and Digital Underground?
5: Oh, gosh. Uh, Well, you know, my uh, next door neighbor was actually DJ Fuse. Uh, Ah. So (laughs) I remember. Who is a member of Digital
1: Underground? We'll just shout out for those who might not be familiar. That's that's,
5: that's, uh, DU's DJ, uh, Fuse. And so I actually remember before Fuse was even into hip hop, and then how hip hop just kind of took over. Uh, And, you know, Fuse was definitely a part. He was the first person I ever saw with uh, Techniques 1200s. And so digital, uh, you know, turntables. Uh, So digital underground, I think, was very, very key to the Bay Area uh, becoming a national force in hip hop.
1: And Shakji was a son of the P, as he termed it, as in a son of P Funk, Parliament Funkadelic. Can you talk about the sound of Digital Underground and Shakji's production and just what made it so special?
5: Sure. Well, uh, you know, G was kind of a wizard uh, when it came to production. I mean, he flipped things that nobody else flipped. Uh, the uh, So Many Tears by Tupac, uh, that's a Stevie Wonder sample. Uh, a lot of people don't know that uh, in terms of P-Funk, he went deeper than just the superficial. I mean, there were some other people that uh, sampled P-Funk before him, but nobody sampled it in a way that that he did. I mean, you know, if you look at the Hunty deaths, that's a sample from uh, Let's Play House, uh, which is a very obscure a Parliament song from the Trombipulation album, uh, and he flipped that sample and just made it brand new. You know, like nobody had ever heard that. The way that he flipped that was just, you know, it it was deeper than anyone else had ever flipped P-Funk before. So uh, shaq G was really, as a producer, he was like just super underrated. Yeah.
1: And Maria Giudice, you got to know Shakti when you were a young artist starting out. How did you meet and what was he like?
2: Yeah, you know what? I wasn't an artist yet. I <laughs> I was, but I wasn't, you know, I was a kid from the hood, you know, like everybody else thinking that hip hop was going to save the world. And we were kind of in one of the greatest times of hip hop where not just the Bay was, you know, this wonderful place of hip-hop music but we had everybody rolling through the bay so I was a hip-hop photographer taking you know photos at all the shows and I was starting a magazine shout out to Pamela Johnson um, in Lakeview and Shock had a studio there and so we were doing this kind of massive um, article on him um, and got to know him over months but in that time I just kind of got to be this fly on the wall and be mentored by him. I don't know if he knew that, but that's definitely what he was doing. And in a time when hip hop had a lot of dudes and you were the one girl with a camera and I couldn't be more than like 19 or 20 at the time. um, It was great to have like a big brother just kind of like guide me and say, like, you should. You should do photography, you should go to school for art and 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 photography and I think about it every day like um those words for me meant a ton for the place that I grew up in
1: and that really seems to resonate with how others experience I know rapper yo yo um who toured with him at one point said at his funeral on Saturday that he was like a big brother to her. And that while all the guys looked out for her as the only woman rapper on the tour, that Shaqji stood out as being gentle, that he was very present and always um, listened really well. And I know you told our producer that he was like a hood educator. He was like an essayist. Tell us why you describe him that way.
2: Uh, you know, um, again, you know, being in a room with Shaq was kind of like, being at church, you know, being in a master's program, where you're listening to somebody who is kind of like a musicologist, but a historian, and also this, you know, um, a deep reader and and knowledge base of uh, Black Power Movement. And so he would, you know, call you in and and give you the history of, you know, not just hip hop, but also jazz, also funk, um, also even the people behind the scenes, you know, so like putting names to faces. And I felt like in a way he was also kind of like holding these ancestors up um, especially in black music that have been forgotten and erased um, as, you know, the music industry kind of just became about money and and capitalism. And he just kind of was holding names to faces and completely, you know, educated me on, you know, what the history of the thing that we loved was, you know, and I, and I think we can all get confused and forget, you know, the people that got us here.
1: And we actually have, a cut of him talking about music theory and how he got into that in the history of music. Um, This was an interview that he did in 2011 in Tampa Bay. Let's hear a cut of it.
3: I had decided that just rhyming wasn't enough, DJing wasn't enough. I wanted to know the foundation of music. So I started learning piano, I started learning jazz, blues, all the things that came before hip-hop, funk, disco, backwards. Hip-hop, funk, disco, R&B, rock, rock and roll, swing, jazz, blues. That's the tree. At the bottom of the tree is blues. And then branches spread, spawn out, jazz, rock and roll, acid rock, metal, R&B, disco, funk, and then hip hop evolved further off that branch. But if you follow it all back, it all go back to blues, actually. So. You know, to build a good house, you got to be able to build a good foundation. And I, I felt like it would improve our records if I knew music.
1: Hmm. And Eric, you were you were mentioning before, you know, that he's hasn't gotten really the full credit of what um, of his work as a producer and just as an artist in general. Um, that his brilliance wasn't ever fully appreciated, um, perhaps until now that we're getting all these think pieces. Can you just share a little bit more on that?
5: Yeah, I mean, you know, to to be perfectly honest, uh, Shock G was sort of overshadowed by his alter ego, Humpty Hump, uh, in that, you know, Humpty was like this larger-than-life personality that just kind of took over everything. And everyone just looked at Humpty as like, oh, my God, what is he doing? What is he saying? But just like you heard in that clip, Shock was grounded in music theory he was an actual musician he knew the history of music he knew where hip-hop came in where it came from and he had a vision uh for hip-hop he he really understood it i mean if you go back and you you listen to digital underground's first record underwater rhymes
1: yeah right Oh, we're hearing a bit of well, do okay. what you so like going that, into the break. Was, it wasn't quite that one. We do have underwater rhymes. We'll be able to, to play a okay, bit of that when we so, come back. So, but so, wait, um, wait, 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 but wait. we are heading into the break. So I'm just going to um, give a shout out to our listeners to say if you would like to to call in and share what Shock G Digital Underground's music has meant to you, if you have a great memory of him, seeing him around the Bay Area in concert, give us a call at 866-733-6786. That's 866 733 6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at kqed.org. I'm talking with Eric Arnold and Maria Judice about the life and legacy of Shock Chi. More after the break. I'm Ariana
0: Prail.
4: Scratch where you like.
0: Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera.
4: You're doing cause I'm about to ruin the image and the style that you're used to. I look funny, but yo, I'm making money, see. So yo, world, I hope you're ready for me. Now gather round. I'm the new fool in town, and my sounds laid down by the underground. I'm drink a of all the hennessy you got on your shelf. So just let me introduce myself. My name is Humpty. Pronounced with the
1: yo, Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mariana Prail. We're talking about the life and career of digital underground shock Chi. I'm joined by Eric Arnold, freelance writer and Bay Area hip-hop historian, and Maria Judy is filmmaker and founder of Indigo Impact. Um, I know before the break we were talking about underwater rhymes, and, and I think we'll, and we'll have time to get to that, but I did, um, while we're playing Humpty Dance, um, wanted to bring up you know Gregory Jacobs uh, had various monikers, Shock G, of course, also Piano Man, MC Blowfish, and most famously his alter ego Humpty Hump, who had the signature nasal rap style that we were just hearing, and who he had a lot of people convinced was a whole other person. Eric, can you talk about the game he played with that persona?
5: Sure. Uh, You know, so Humpty Hump was not another person. It was actually Shaq G. And Shaq G was, he had like perfect comic timing. He was able to introduce this element of comedy uh, into uh, the Humpty Hump persona, but then when you actually checked it out, and you know, Humpty was actually kind of serious. Like he was kind of like a trickster figure. Uh, I mean, if we were looking at uh, a parallel in uh, African religion, uh, he would be Ilegwa, the the keeper of the of the crossroads uh, and the trickster. You know, because uh, there was the Humpty dance, but then Digital Underground also did No Nose Job. Where it's that, that's like a serious song on a very comedic topic that, you know, talks about the importance of not changing your body image and not being shamed for body image. And he wrapped that in his Humpty voice.
1: Yeah. And actually, Bootsy Collins recorded a video that was shared as a remem- remembrance during the funeral service. And he shouted out how, and again, this, you know, highlighting how much. Gregory Jacob Shock G was really connecting to the longer tradition and had like a a, a deeper meaning behind things, um, you know. In the same way that Bootsy Collins was this character that was developed for for P Funk, he said um, um, Bootsy Collins was really shouting out how how Shock G continued that lineage by creating this character. How was keeping the P Funk alive, um, which was really just interesting to see that um, and really lovely to see that nod. Maria, what was it like? You've, you've talked about being in the studio sometimes to record background vocals. What was it like being in the studio with him? What was that experience?
2: Uh, you know, I have uh, one story that's kind of like, you know, being in a studio off of Broad Street in Lakeview and just like people just walking into the studio. And, you know, everybody like folks in the studio. But like these are like, Neighborhood folks of all kinds of people, and he just like invited the community in and to watch him work. And I think he worked better um, with his folks around him, with his community around him. And then you, he would just turn to you and just be like hey y'all sing this and like he'd be like the you know conductor kind of conducting all of us with different levels for me myself and I I have no musical talent whatsoever but you know conducting us all to like find this harmony but I, I think about that every day even with my own work is this kind of sense of like You know, uh, hip hop is for the people. How do you keep hip hop for the people you bring the people to hip hop and you and you embed them in hip hop and I kind of think about that all the time and, and shock really, you could see him like working off that energy right off of the people's energy.
1: We're starting to get some calls. And just a reminder to our listeners, we want to hear from you. How did G's music touch you or what memories do you associate with him? What impacts did he have on your life, your taste in music? Give us a call at 866-733-6786. You can also get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum or email your questions to forum at org. And let's go to Don in San Francisco. Don, you're on.
5: Hi, uh, good morning. Morning. Oh, I... Uh... I met, uh, I met Greg Chuck G at, um, Tupac's, uh, first record release party and movie debut. And, uh, from there, uh, um, my fondest memory of him was at, after his wedding
6: at the reception, which was on a yacht in San Francisco Bay. Um, it was just, he
5: and his bride and myself up on the upper deck, beautiful night, full moon, taking great pictures. And, uh, I just have those memories and they're really fond. And, uh, Sorry to hear about his passing. I didn't even
1: hear. Well, oh, thank you for sharing your memory with us, Don. And let's go to another caller, Tamara in Oakland. Tamara, you're on.
7: Hi, it's Tamara.
1: Oh, Tamara, um, hi.
7: That's, hi. <laughs> I'm. I'm. A, you know, I'm in my mid 40s. So I grew up with Digital Underground, and a few years ago, I was in um, Sacramento flying across country and shock it was a red eye flight. And shock was just sitting there in the airport. There were so many people around and I kept looking like no one else sees this as shock <laughs> and, um, flew cross-country, flew to Chicago, and he got off, and I followed him all the way to the airport because I, I just couldn't believe that he was in front of me and that no one else realized it was him. And just by coincidence, a friend of mine who I hadn't seen in years was walking in the opposite direction, so she would have seen him. And I stopped. She said, oh, hey, I haven't seen you forever. And I said, it's so great to see you. Hey, did you just pass shock? G? Was that him? And she said, "Yes." It was just such a great experience. I never got to meet him, but um, man, with digital underground means to me. Um, Hunty Dance is my go-to karaoke song, and it's um, it was great that I grew up in the Bay Area in the 90s, and I got to experience it firsthand. Thank you.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing that memory with us, Tamara. And I also wanted to talk a little bit about... Shakti's solo work. He put out a solo album in 2004, um, kind of after the big wave of digital underground had had started dying down. Um, And it was called Fear of a Mixed Planet. Let's actually hear a bit of the track Keep It Beautiful.
4: His special special gift was his love side. So many trying to be Pac, but only cop the thug side. How come y'all don't want to be shocked? I survived and I ride for everyone. It's what you, what you make, make it? it. So I made my fun. Yeah, it's bad now. Don't make it worse. You want to be happy? Set that energy emotion, and offer a smile first. They don't get it. Try it again. Breathe, baby, breathe. You really want to be like Pac? Read, shorty, read. Dear God, I'm sorry, but we're way off track. Savages and human beings, the only animals that act like that. This whole planet needs a hug. Let's give it to her. You fix you, I will fix me. Let's stop screwing her. Because I get around a lot, and everywhere I see confused eyes. It's like everybody's fighting back a huge cry. Congratulations, we fucked the world, we did it. All these leaders and politicians young lost. Admit it, compassion is the the only way that we go make it now so forgive me but i'm gonna be that That's a bit of Keep
1: It Beautiful off of Shakji's solo album in 2004 Fear of a Mixed Planet. I mean those lyrics. Maria Judice, you hear so clearly the educator essayist in him that you spoke of. What is your reaction when you hear that song?
2: Nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. uh, I went to San Francisco State um, and it just is so Bay Area. I, 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 only Bay Area people can really understand that. But I mean, it is this mix of um, of a sound of, of Black music plus uh, education of Black politics and Black history. And it also is this kind of um, um, make it however you're going to make it like the sound is so unique because it is not polished. And, and there is a sense of um, kind of just piecing it together, even though shock is very masterful and only shock can do that. But there is a very Bay area sound, which wants that rawness to kind of come through and, and let you know that it is coming from the streets. Um, gosh, it, yeah. his lyrics are crazy. Good though. <laughs> They're so I good. know
1: it's just <laughs> like, why not be like shock G I'm still alive. <laughs> and if you want to be like POC, yes. That means you need to read. So everybody thinks you need to get this thug life, but he's like, read. Yeah. (laughs) And Eric, you interviewed Shock G at the time of that album. What do you remember about that interview and that point in his career?
5: Well, you know, uh, Shock was very reflective at that point. I mean, you know, Tupac died in 1996. um, So that was like eight years after Pac died. And uh, so Shock had time to really think about what Tupac at that time meant uh, to other people. And, you know, this was a guy that the shock had nurtured that he had brought up that was a roadie for digital underground that got his first opportunity to rap on uh, the same song. Uh, and then, you know, he becomes this whole icon, this movie star and he dies uh, obviously. Um, and then, you know, eight years later shock is reflecting on that. And he's saying, you guys, are thinking of the wrong Tupac? You're mm. all gravitating toward the thug side, but you didn't know that he was a thoughtful and you know a really considerate person with like a deep soul, and that he was very well read. I mean, you know that song is like that is an amazing song, and it was also you know 2004. That was like the 50 Cent, Eminem era. That was like a time when we were not hearing consciousness in rap, in hip hop, and so Shock was kind of like bringing it back. And showing you everything that he was really about, uh, you know, that is a great song. And I'm really glad that uh, people got a chance to hear it.
1: Yeah. And that last line where he just says he's still going to be the, you know, the MC that smiles and, right. and isn't necessarily going to adopt this this other um, persona. His persona is going to be one that, yeah, that is smiles and that smiles right. and is tell- upbeat.
5: He's telling you who he is and who he has always been. Uh, and, you know, that was just so refreshing to hear in 2004, and it's really refreshing even more so to hear in 2021.
1: Well, let's go to another caller. Megan in Occidental, you're on. Hello.
7: Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'm so sorry to hear about G's passing. I have such fond memories of digital underground when I was in junior high, like getting down to them at school dances and It was just such a great era for hip-hop in general. Um, I was curious, I don't know if any of you have this answer or recall this, but Digital Underground ended up in this really wacky movie called Nothing But Trouble. And it was just such a um, strange juxtaposition. And I was curious if anybody had any insight into how they ended up in that film. It had like Demi Moore and Chevy Chase in it as well.
1: And Dan Aykroyd, thank you for calling it wacky, yeah. too, because I, I watched that when I was younger. And when I think back, I was like, what was that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Overall, <laughs> it was just so strange. And then, yeah, and then you have Digital Underground coming in here and performing yeah. in this courtroom scene. Um, yeah. yeah, Eric Arnold or Maria Judice, do either of you have any insights or kind of fan, fan facts around how that inclusion in the movie happened?
5: Uh, I don't know. I mean, that was probably a Tommy Boy thing. That was probably, you know, their label probably like took that up. But what was, you know, really significant about that movie is that movie featured two digital underground songs, uh, one of which was the same song, uh, which is, you know, the first, again, the first appearance of Tupac Shakur on a recorded, you know, nationally uh, distributed uh, album. Uh, And so... The movie may, may have been forgettable, but the song was not.
1: For sure. And I, can I can yeah. I add
2: one thing there? Yeah, of um, course. You know, I think it's also an interesting time to say, like, I think there is like a Shaq-G kind of like struggle and comment on this kind of place of hip hop in these tenets of hip hop that he lived by and that he was trying to speak to. But also this kind of commercialization happening of hip hop at the time in that movie thing is is wacky and weird but i think he's still always kind of like fighting of like how do i get my message out in, in the biggest way possible but how do i also retain the message <laughs> you know how does it stay strong and and purposeful but you know sometimes it's a dan Aykroyd movie you know sometimes it's the humpty dance where everybody's doing this wacky dance um in the streets and i think that's the beautiful thing of shakji is he was constantly trying to find that balance of entertaining the people and also educating the people at the same time.
1: Yes. And, you know, we have been talking a bit about um, Tupac Shakur and the effect and influence that um, Shak Chi had on him. He also helped put on other artists or elevate other artists like um, Mystic and Saphir. Eric Arnold, can you speak to, to some of the other kind of rippling effects that he's had um, just on Bay Area scene overall?
5: Oh, I mean, he was a total connector. He was a bridge. Um, You know, I mean, he he put on Tupac, right? He put on Mystic. He put on Saphir. He worked with the Loonies. He worked with Murs from Living Legends. He worked with Primps. Uh, He was on I Got Five on it, and I Got Five on it remix, which is probably the most Bay Area-esque rap song of all time. Uh, And he just connected all these people. And he wanted other people to come through the door that he was opening, you know, and again, that uh, connects to, uh, you know, a trickster like a Legua type figure, you know, the, uh, the crossroads is also the gateway. And he, he kind of maintained that, you know, And and he was like deeply spiritual in that sense. Like I can't really think of another person that, you know, was instrumental in the careers of, so many other people in the bay area on a foundational level in addition to being an artist himself
1: right let's go to another caller ryan in walnut creek you're on
5: hey thank you for
6: having this show i appreciate it um yeah i'm kind of moved by it that we have a local artist that everybody likes so much i'm in my 40s like the other caller Uh, i i was lucky enough um i'm I've been in the music business. My family has too. I've, I've met George Clinton and had parliament play actually when I managed a club in San Francisco in the 2000s. Um, super cool mm, guy. All right, then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Very approach. Like the band, it was one of the most fun parties I've ever been to in my entire life. Just a huge party. You can imagine the crowd. But thinking back when I, when I saw digital underground and shock G and money B and Chico actually of all places in the nineties, um, everybody has been talking about how approachable shock G is with, I think within his music with himself and you couldn't tell the difference between him and the the crowd. I mean, he would go into the crowd, you would have people come on stage. They were popping bottles of champagne and handing them out to the crowd. This is obviously pre COVID, but just seeing the connection between the energy and the vibe of parliament play, obviously wasn't the same band members necessarily, except for George Clinton, but that whole vibe, he totally translated that in the nineties over and just being so approachable and not egotistical and made everybody feel like they were part of the party. In um, the music and in live, I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, it's pretty rare. So thanks for having this, and I just want to send this. shout out to everybody. Thank you.
1: Thanks for sharing those memories, Ryan. And yeah, I mean, and it speaks. Like I said, I mentioned earlier, uh, Bootsy Collins had shared a remembrance. George Clinton also shared of. A a video they fully embraced him that you know he termed sons of the pea, and they they acknowledge that they recognize that. Um, and so let's actually play. I know we'd mentioned underwater rhymes before, let's play a snippet of that as we kind of get to toward the end.
7: We'd like to ask now that all passengers please hold your breath.
1: We take you through an underwater hip-hop extravaganza. Underwater short on time, Eric Arnold, but I did want to squeeze some of that in there, and also since we were talking about um, P-Funk um, just there, and you can kind of hear some of that influence. Why, why does that ston- song stand out to you?
5: Well, uh, okay, so first of all, Underwater Rhyme samples Aqua Boogie, uh, but then it also brings in the bass line from Herbie Hancock's Chameleon, uh which was actually recorded in the Bay Area at Hyde Street Studios, uh that whole album uh with the headhunters who were an Oakland band. So he was really bringing in deep funk. Uh yeah. at that time, uh, you know, people were on the James Brown tip, uh, you know, particularly the East Coast. Uh so the West Coast being associated with funk actually has a lot to do with Shock G.
1: Yeah. And we just have about 30 seconds left. Maria, Judice, how do you hope people remember Gregory Jacobs, a.k.a. Shakchi?
2: Oh, I hope they remember him as a key um, legend, player, historian of black music in the Bay and hold his memory.
1: Maria Judice, filmmaker and founder of Indigo Impact, and Eric Arnold, freelance writer and Bay Area hip-hop historian. Thanks so much for sharing Thank in this conversation so about the life and career of digital underground G. Thank
5: you for having me.
0: I appreciate Shaq-G you forever.
2: guys.
1: More Forum coming up after the break. I'm Mariana
4: song. Uh, it's just the same old song. Uh,